This is Headshots, the psychology and gaming podcast with your hosts, Josue Cardona, an engineer-turned-mental-health and ed-tech guru, and psychologist and game scholar, Dr. Kelly Dunlap. Hey everybody, Kelly can't make it this week, so with me is Lara Taylor. What's up, Lara? Nothing much. Hey, Hostway, it's good to be here. Welcome back. This is this is Mental Health Awareness Month, so I thought we could talk a little bit, very briefly, about mental health. And, um, you know, who better to have on the show than an honest-to-goodness real-life therapist? What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds good, I, sounds good, I guess right? that makes sense. You have logic sometimes. It makes sense. You know, last week on you're you're my you're my co-host on Geek Therapy, and on last week's episode, we talked a lot about mental health and the different professions. And so, I, I don't want to you know I want to invite people to go check that out if you have ever been confused about yeah, all of the different mental health. Yeah, let's not rehash that again. No, 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 no. About <laughs> all the different mental health professions in the in the United States, in particular, things like social workers, counselors, psychologists. How every psychologist is not a clinical psychologist in this therapy. A lot of good stuff there. So I figured today we could talk about um, just briefly about one of the biggest misconceptions, and then just kind of talk about using video games in therapy, which is something that we in one way or another we we've done and talked about a lot for for a while mm-hmm. and uh before we get started i want to uh just do a quick shout out to julian salamita who a few weeks ago who mentioned us on his vlog and that was really cool very exciting thanks julian thanks for listening hope you're still listening <laughs> <laughs> all right so i figured right again mental health awareness month Biggest misconception that I think about, um, you know, that there that exists about video games. I thought we could touch on it just very briefly, and that is what is it, Josue? Video game addiction. Yeah. Yeah, video game addiction is not a thing. It, it's not a. It's not a thing. So, um, when we're talking about mental health disorders or mental illness, there is a something called a DSM. It's the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual. It's uh, written by the American Psychiatric Association. Mm-hmm. And the closest they've ever come to something like video game addiction is called Internet Gaming Disorder. And it's not even a real disorder right now. Exactly. It's under a category called Condition for Further Study, which means they're looking at it. They're, they're- they're trying to decide if it's a thing. We need we need we need to do some research. We don't know if that's a thing. So if anybody right, so like I mean, this is this is what bothers me, right? We we hear people talking or even saying, Oh, that person has a video game addiction or that person is mm-hmm. addicted to video games. That means that they don't know what they're talking about. Because again, officially you can't actually diagnose somebody with that. You can say whatever you want, but that's not an actual disorder. No, it's it's not. How often do you see that come up? I see it come up a lot. Um, in fact, one of my assignments in grad school um, in the treatment of children class uh, was we had a paper we had to do on video game addiction and and how to talk to parents about video game addiction. And we could pick take whatever side of the argument we wanted, but we had to base it on three research articles and explain in a very clear way to it was like a letter to parents like this is what it what it is um and i think on mine i i was able to show that video game addiction is not a thing but there are areas of concern um and parents do 
have concerns about their kids playing too many video games. And it is something to be aware of. But it's not always, if your kid plays a lot of video games, it's not necessarily a bad thing. There are other things that go along with it. Exactly. Like addictions are real. There are many different types of addictions. But the idea of a video game addiction, again, it's it's what you just said. Like so many parents are just like, well, my kid just wants to play video games all the time. Well, Mm -hmm. you mean they want to play video games instead of doing their homework or doing their chores? Is that really that weird to you? Come on. Because there are kids that want to sit and play with Legos instead of doing their homework or doing their chores too. Yeah. I'm more worried about the kid who who would rather do his chores and – and do his homework than than play. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So you know that's where a lot of that discussion comes from, where people just don't understand what's going on. And you know, in our work, we've seen that you know there's a lot of other stuff going on in the home, maybe or mm-hmm. a lot of other things going on in their lives that that make them gravitate towards wanting to play games. And you know, it doesn't mean that some people don't play too much. And what does that mean exactly? Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of that goes into. Is it actually interfering with your life? Are you not going to school? Are you not going to work? Are you not paying your bills? Are you not taking care of your kids? I've, Are you not eating? I've, I've worked with a couple of kids, and it's really weird that this is a, a thing that I've worked with two kids on. Um, uh, they would play video games so much that they would forget they had to go to the bathroom um, yeah. and wet themselves. Yeah. Um, and that is an obvious, like, like functional impairment if you're if you're not taking care of yourself because you want to play games that is a problem but just playing video games a lot i play video games a lot and you still go to work you still have a family and i still go to work i still have a family i still have friends i still podcast (laughs) i still podcast i sometimes write things maybe (laughs) (laughs) but you know i i have a life but i play a lot of video games the problem is when i give up those connections with other people and i give up um the things that i have to do to take care of myself and pay the bills and and have a healthy life um you know if i was playing video games instead of going to see i'm a type 1 diabetic if i don't go see my endocrinologist to play some video games that might be a problem but I don't do that. And I still play video games like hours a day. <laughs> yeah. And um, there there are some studies that have shown, like try to put a, an hour on it, like a time limit. Right. Like, this is too much. And that's actually really complicated because it depends on who you are and what your life is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you work from home and your job allows you to work – I don't know. You only need to like you run your own business and it's like five hours a day mm-hmm. and that's it. But you have more extra time to play mm-hmm. video games. But, you know, studies for with with younger people, they've shown that somewhere around three or four hours is, um, you know, where things start to conflict with other things. You know, yeah, like, if you, you only have so job, much time in the day. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, you know, are you sleeping enough, eating, showering? Like there's there, exactly there's only so much time. So but that's not you know, that really depends on the person. And it's complicated. And if you have any mm-hmm. questions about uh, this topic in particular, absolutely, like, reach out to either, you know, a mental health professional and, and talk to them about it, and especially if something is conflicting with, with your life. And if you have any questions about it, you can also email us and, mm-hmm. or, or hit us up on Twitter, and I'd be, you know, glad to either share more resources or, or point you to some articles and just answer general questions about that because – 
you know, we talk about that's usually the first thing that people want to talk about when when you bring up mental health of video games. And right. again, it's 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 really complicated to the point where like right now we're on the fifth version of that DSM of the diagnostic manual. Mm-hmm. And because of its current status as, you know, um, condition for further study in version six, it could be a disorder or it could not be. It depends on where the research is. Um, and we, we just don't know, you know. What's what's going to happen? Well, and the, and the thing that about that is it's internet gaming disorder. So the only thing that would fall under that currently, if it if it were to, if that disorder were able to be a thing in the six, um, would be games that are on the internet, so MMOs and and things like that, but not but just the DSM. The DSM is is stupid in that way, yeah, right? Yeah. Where it's like, oh, it's called attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, but you could have it without the hyperactivity. So it's like, well, mm-hmm. wait, 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 what what's the name for? It's like, well, you know, it can have this, can you know, it can have something else. It's it's yeah. who knows, right? Who who knows what's going to happen with that thing? And all it is is a set of guidelines to be able to help people get classified, to be able to get treatment. But a lot of people in the mental health field look at it as an end-all, be-all. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and yeah, again, it's it, there, there's this, a lot this, of this conversation opens a can of worms. And yeah, yeah. That we don't want to open. <laughs> no, no, we're not opening it. I thought you know I thought we'd talk about something a little bit more fun, like okay, actual video game use. Right. I mean, again, again, like I, I just wanted to touch upon it because Mental Health Awareness Month, that is the elephant in the room. That is the thing to to yeah. address. But we don't, again, I don't want to go too deep into it. Um, no. But something more fun, the using video games with clients, right? Using yeah. them in therapy. And mm-hmm. one of the reasons why why I wanted to, to talk to you about that today was because you just bought a Switch. I did. I did just buy a Switch. It's very shiny and pretty. <laughs> the moment <laughs> the moment I saw that, I was like, whoa, that that is a great tool for for working with with people in therapy. Cause, you know, the work that we've done, we've we like I've had a private practice, so I can, you know, I've had games in that private practice. I've had mm-hmm. I've played Minecraft there, I've played board games, I always have a video game console available. And when I was doing stuff like in home uh, therapy or in school therapy, I always had a portable video game console. And mm-hmm. that was a little harder because it was, you know, like a, a DS, 3DS, a Game Boy even. Something, it was it was harder to work with kids um, with that unless they also had one or we were sharing yeah. back and forth. But with the Switch, man, you could just set that up. There's two controllers built in. Set it up and share right there. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. So I think the potential is, I mean, you know, it just came out. And this is not, you know, there's no research on using the Switch with with kids in therapy. But the potential. Yeah. I'm just curious. So, so I wanted to ask you, like, if you think there's any potential there, if you used it yet in that way, and, and any way you've used, um, you know, video games in the past that we can kind of geek out about and, and kind of share stories that people don't really – Talk about when they're talking about mental health and video games. Yeah. Um, so I haven't used the Switch with the client I'm working with now um, yet. I just got a carrying case yesterday. And because it's new and shiny, I was scared of taking it anywhere unless I had a case. Um, and, you know, it's an investment. Mm-hmm. I'm worried about using it with um, some kids because I know in the past I've brought my iPad and 
they would shut down if on days I didn't bring my iPad. So I am a little concerned, but then I also really saw them open up on the days I used the iPad. Um, and we would bring the iPad and work on, sometimes we'd play like Magic the Gathering, um, sometimes we online, um, sometimes we would play together playing. I, I usually let clients download like one or two games onto the iPad. I have to approve them first and they're, they usually, they're all free to play. There was a soccer game one time that one client wanted and, um, I was able to play with him on my phone while he was on the iPad. Um, and that's the closest I've gotten to the experience with the switch and being able to play at the same time together. And I notice that when I use stuff like that with, uh, with clients, we'll be able to talk a little easier. Sometimes my hypothesis is when you're, they're not looking at me and I'm not looking at them, they don't feel any judgment on what they're going to say. Um, and so, it, it just opens things up and, and kids and teenagers in general have an easier time talking when they're doing something. Um, it doesn't have to be video games, but that's what we're talking about now. So that's been my experience with that. I've also, with other clients, um, I, I work a lot with kids in group homes and the group home had an Xbox um, and I, I don't play Xbox. Uh, I am a PlayStation person and they and the other kids in the group home got to teach me how to use the Xbox and figure out the controls. And I don't play first person shooters a lot. And they were playing Call of Duty. And it was the greatest experience working with um, the client I was working with at the time and the other kids in the home. They would all the other kids would gang up on me and my client would be like, don't don't get Laura. She's you got to I got to protect her. You guys gotta, you guys gotta shoot me, get me. You stay away from her. She's new at this. And then I go and slaughter all of them. Um, <laughs> but that, but that, that idea of seeing a protective quality from a kid that um, normally is just kind of gruff and and doesn't really want to connect to anybody um, was a really cool experience. So. A lot of people think that therapy is always just one hour a week in an office and mental health services are way, way, way more than that. And no. probably more not just therapy in an office, right? That That's how things seem to be going now. Things seem to go toward working with people in their homes um, mm -hmm. and in the community. Yeah. And then and taking an approach where you are like you're not just seeing them once a week and you're also working with parents and you're working with family. Right. There's all these different systems that play together. And like we, we have that experience, right, that we that we can talk about. So when it sounds like, oh, I was playing with, uh, you know, clients either in a group home or in some other setting, it's because we're not just seeing them one hour a week. Um, I think I've heard a lot of people say, like, well, are you just playing video games with them? It's like, no. <laughs> um, and there, there's a lot of stuff that happens, right? Like you talked about, um, like some people use them for uh, building relationships with with their clients. Mm -hmm. So that could be like maybe I'm bringing a game that that I know we can play collaboratively. So now mm -hmm. we're doing something together, right? And we're building kind of that rapport, building that relationship. Or maybe you're playing something that they really like, right? So depending on on the client, I would go to their homes and 
you know, it's like, oh, well, this is my favorite game. Do you want to see my favorite game? It's like, absolutely. I would love to see your favorite game. Why is it your favorite game? There's nothing better than seeing the pride on a kid's face when they get to teach you something that they love. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> or show, you know, a show a skill that they share a skill that they have, you know, and mm-hmm. and just or sh- they're really just sharing a part of themselves, right? When it's something that's so um, that they really like, and mm-hmm. having that relationship with an adult is something that you know doesn't always happen for a lot of our clients. You know, we may be one of the only adults who were actually willing to play with them or show interest in, in what they like. And again, that goes such a long way into building a relationship that, you know, mental health services relationships are, you know, are it really. There's all these other yeah. factors, but the most important part is that relationship. And early mm-hmm. on, you know, that can, that can include, you know, doing activities together and, doing things collaboratively or, you know, if a kid has, you know, there's other stuff too. Like if a kid has um, like, uh, uh, you know, is there because they have outbursts or because they're what we call frustration tolerance is very low, mm-hmm. right? So they, they show a lot of anger, um, you know. You and can, I see a lot of that <laughs> yeah, <laughs> playing yeah. games and, with kids. Yeah. And there, you can manipulate the game in different ways, right, to do that. Um, I've done everything from like playing a fighting game and letting them win and then beating them and then talking about it afterwards, how it felt, mm-hmm. to adjusting difficulty settings, to, you know, um, just limiting, helping with limiting game time and things like that. There's so mm-hmm. many things that we can do with games if, if you know how to use them right. <laughs> yeah. Also, I mean, uh, maybe... I'm interested in in what you talked about regarding like wanting to bring it in or not because a client could kind of look forward to having that and then not be able to have that. Mm-hmm. So similar to to kind of what you described, like Minecraft was really big in my in my office. Uh, Minecraft is kind of like an all ages game. We can yeah. both jump in. Um, someone can build something and show me, or we can be in the world together, and then you know just talk while you're playing and then you're having the therapy session out and you're more comfortable and you know it it it's it's different so then not having that there can it's either just not as fun or not as comfortable you know um it's it's not as great you know i mean it it's not so great to just talk to each other and and of course this goes through all ages and but something that 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 i know i've done in some of my work is use it as a reward so mm-hmm. maybe it's like, all right, if we're – especially when there are behavioral issues involved, right? Yeah, so it's and, like, that's, and that's what I've shifted to. Yeah, yeah. so it's like, okay, we're, we're going we're gonna to do the work today. And then, like, um, you know, if I get good reports from either your teachers or, or your parents, then, you know, we can have extra – we can have some time at the end. Or if, or if, like, therapy goes really well or whatever, then we can have time at the end, right? Like, you mm-hmm. learn about um, earning a reward – and then not having that even available could be a problem. So yeah. are you referring to it being like a reward that they're not liking? Or is it the format of the therapy sessions that they're not liking without the the video games there? There will be – I mean, usually we work on the same kind of thing. Um, I, I work in a very – sometimes I work in a very restricted setting where I have only – a certain amount of time to get in there and see this kid. And I see them like two, three times a week. So I will go in and sometimes we'll have, um, and I usually set things up that that way where we do 
the work and then we have some fun time at the end or there are other times where I'll start off um, with a game to kind of get talking about what has happened since the last time I saw them, especially in the beginning of the week. Um, and then I will um, say, OK, we're, we're going to do this. We'll play one game. We'll like a short game and then we'll do the work and then we can have some more game time at the end. Um there are other times, but but if that routine gets changed up at all, or if, say, I don't have my iPad that day because the battery died, I forgot to charge it, whatever, things happen, um, it messes up the flow, and they don't necessarily shut down completely, but I definitely see a difference in the sessions and the quality of the sessions and the, and the participation. Um, and so... Bringing the games will work, but on the other hand, my iPad, I'm okay with bringing my iPad. I bring it everywhere with me. Um, the Switch is not necessarily just mine. I'm married, and so it also belongs to my wife, and maybe she wants to use it, and I can't bring it to work. <laughs> um, so that may not... that. If I if I present that this is a thing we're going to do in therapy and have this, I have to be able to work out a system and, and a schedule. But even then, say I'm like, okay, I see you three days a week. On this day, I'm going to bring it. The other two days might not be as good, but, but you never know because I could have the iPad or some other fun activity because I work with kids in a, in a setting where I can take them out and do things in the community and um, – go play basketball at a park or um, go to an animal shelter and go play with animals and things like that. So there's ways to balance things. I'm still just kind of playing with, well, do I introduce the switch? Cause it's so new and maybe I want it to just be mine. Right <laughs> well, <now>. using, <laughs> using your own, your own equipment is, is kind yeah. of, you know, it's iffy. Yeah. Yeah. Is iffy <laughs> in general. Um, yeah. I know like, I, you know, I didn't take my 360 from the office to to the home, you know, that was just yeah. for the office and with my portables, it was a little different. Right. Um, yeah. if you can afford it, you'd, would, you know, you buy an extra one to avoid that. Yeah. Well, uh, right now it's hard to get your hands on one. In period. General. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, just, to, just the idea of being able to use it. I think I think I'm, I'm really excited about. It. I think it's the type of thing I could convince, um, you know, a supervisor or something to to invest in for yeah. for for a location. You know, the the whole reason why I started, you know, geek therapy was because of kind of this exact thing. There was there was already a, a gaming system at the location where I was working, and they didn't mm -hmm. let me use it with the kids. <laughs> the previous supervisor <laughs> bought it because he thought it was a good idea. You know. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's, there's, oh man, there's so much potential there. I, I don't know if I ever told you about this. Um, I had a teaching gig once and it was middle schoolers. And on my, on my last day there, I was like, Hey guys, what do you want to do for a last day? Like a last hurrah, what should we do? And overwhelmingly they were like, we should, we should play Smash Brothers. Mm. I was like, guys, we can do eight player Smash so for about an hour and a half, two hours, I think, we played eight-player Smash Brothers, just me and all these middle schoolers. Uh, there must have been 
10, 12 of them. And we had every controller configuration. And it was like such a great time, you know? Just everybody came together. People were rooting for each other. We were all sharing controllers. Like there's there's something that you can do, you know, that video games allow us to do that that we can really harness like that positive that positivity, that positive energy mm-hmm. for what we're trying to work with. And I don't know, like I see I see the switches making that so easy for us. I can I know. imagine like ideally like just having a dock in every in every room, right, with a TV and mm-hmm. having like a lot of the of the Joy-Cons available. So you mm-hmm. could, you know, you could just set up a four player game very easily anywhere. Oh the potential. Oh, so much potential. So much potential. For agencies that have money. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you know, on the one hand it's not incredibly expensive but mm-hmm. on the other hand it is a lot of money you know when when you don't have the budget for, for when you don't have a budget for, for something like that yeah 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 but oh i like i imagine something like snipper clips right now which is a <laughs> game where you know you're mm-hmm. playing together and you're helping each other like you have to you have to trust each other to cut shapes out of each other and you're doing all these puzzles together like it seems like such a perfect game to mm-hmm. to play with um with clients and I think that we've talked a lot about uh, working with kids or, or even teenagers, mm-hmm. but I've used, you know, video games are a huge part of our lives and yes. and we're old and, you know, old-ish. with adults, <laughs> old-ish, and with adults, um, you know, it's it hasn't been so much about playing, but I've done that too. But mm-hmm. it's also a lot about just bringing video games into therapy in the sense that it's a part of their lives. So right. it's something that we can talk about. And using video games as metaphors and analogies for things that are going on in their lives mm-hmm. and helping them understand things or even just like having a gaming experience where you have a particular feeling. Like you and I have played – what's the game? I mean Destiny is probably the game that we've played the most over the past couple of years. Yeah. What else, what else have we played? We played Destiny. We played Borderlands. We played Borderlands a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's two very similar games, right? Cooperative games. Like we would meet together, and we would like not only would we have like these great conversations, but we we I know I've made friends by playing mm-hmm. these games, and you know that kind of stuff. Like that's a big part of my life. So if I'm going to talk to a therapist, I would. It wouldn't be weird to bring that up, and and that's exactly how I how I use that in in therapy. Um, you know, when in, in counseling, people are talking to me about their gaming habits and, and new games and, and they show me like, oh, like, look, I, I, I got this, um, this video I recorded from Ray last night. Check this out. And, and mm-hmm. that is so cool because everything that we talked about with kids, you know, if it's important to an adult, all of that applies. Just like yeah. bring it in. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. And like I said with the kids, if you're more if you talk about what they're interested in, they're more likely to make that connection with you and to be able to talk about anything else that's going on. Have you so you're not too far into Zelda yet, right? No, I'm not. So I, I wanna so, be a lot farther. I never wanna stop playing it. <laughs> but I can so, put it down. <laughs> so so I did a full I mean we did a full episode here um on it a, a few weeks ago. And mm-hmm. so I won't spoil anything, but there are the only kind of story elements, right, that you get in the in in Breath of the Wild are from the memories, mm-hmm. and those memories um, they have particular themes in them that I think are very very relatable. And I wouldn't be surprised if 
if as people continue to play the game, you know, we would be able to talk about like, oh, did you like, you know, it's it's like I felt like, you know, Princess Zelda felt at this point mm-hmm. or I felt like this character felt at this point. Because those type of stories, you know, we, we relate to all sorts of stories and stories happen in, in video games too. And we're actually living those stories, you know, right. by, by doing the actions and, and, and going through the story. So a lot of that can come into counseling and therapy. Mm-hmm. It's something, again, like people don't talk about this enough, but if, if 50% of people in the United States are playing video games – in one way or another, that's a for some people it's important, you know? If you're mm-hmm. playing video games to I don't know, kind of unwind, right? Or or maybe you're playing because I don't know, like when things get rough at home, right? You find yourself playing a game. Like that's really important information for your therapist to know. Because yeah. now you're talking about coping mechanisms and and you know, a lot of people feel maybe this is something I've found really like, is it okay that I play video games to kind of unwind or relax? I'm like, yeah. It's, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it depends on the situation, but other, most of other the time. Other people watch sports to relax and unwind. You yeah, yeah. Well, video games. Exactly. And most of the time it's a, it's, it's a healthy coping mechanism. It's like, yeah, you're just taking a break. You know, you're not running away from your life necessarily. You're just stepping back, taking a break, doing something and, and that is fun. And there are the few people that do run away from their life and don't come back to the 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 situation that's causing them trouble. But the majority of people are going out there, playing games, then going back to deal with regrouping so they can deal with whatever's going on. Yeah, another another important thing, you know. Again, it's Mental Health Awareness Month. Yep. Um, something that's really important to to kind of uh, dismiss is this idea that you know any any video game play means that you're avoiding the real world. And mm-hmm. That's not true at all. That's not true at all. Again, like video games are a part of people's lives, and a lot of people, it's a fun activity, right? Or, or just like any other activity that you're either watching TV or reading a book or hanging out with friends, right? Just doing a jigsaw puzzle, <laughs> playing with puzzle. your cat, uh, <laughs> anything. You, yeah. It's fun and it takes your mind off of what's troubling you for a while so that yeah. you can then face it later. Yeah. Again, and that's the point, right? It's like, it's not, it's, you're not avoiding the thing that's bothering you. You are taking a break. You're stepping mm-hmm. away for a second and then coming back. There's this, uh, uh, like, I love this idea of video games are your main quest. Like, there's mm-hmm. there, there's a problem, you know? Like, video games, if they're a side quest in your life, that's okay. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Side quests are cool. Your main, your main story missions, you know, as long as all of those are taken care of, you can always take a moment to, to, to do a side mission or two. And mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. And, and, and I think, you know, most of the time that's, that's what is happening. It's not that it doesn't happen the other way, but it definitely, definitely can be very good. And, and I don't think that people say that enough. Even yeah. today, even though it's way, way better than it used to be, um, it, is, it is. I mean, I'm just I'm still surprised by how often I have to, you know, how often a client would ask me. Is it okay? Like, is it okay? Yeah. 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 And it's, you only get that idea if other people around you are like, well, you know, maybe you just stop playing video games so much. It's like, come on. I get that all the time. <laughs> I get that all the time. 
Yeah. And I'm like, do you know me? Do you know my life? <laughs> I am I am happily married. I have a career. I've got relationships with my family and friends. And podcasts. And podcasts. <laughs> and I waste my time hanging to, out with Josue on the on yeah. the uh, on podcasts. Yeah. And no, uh, no. you know, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> Game and games are all a part of that. Yep. So yep. And again, this is a topic that I that I I love to talk about, um, and and I think it's important to talk about. It's um, video games are awesome. Video games are awesome. I think that's and, the takeaway from from this episode. <laughs> video games are awesome. They are. They are, and they can be a positive part of your life. And believe it or not, there are therapists in the world. There are counselors and and all sorts of mental health professionals who use video games with their clients. You and I are not the only ones. I know. It's not just us. <laughs> yeah. I talk we used to, to feel people. alone in the world. There's a <laughs> lot of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and one of my favorite things is when I go to a convention or something and I talk about this and someone walks up to me and says, well, you know, I do that too. Or I actually use this game. Or I've been doing that since the 90s. And, and you're like, like, awesome. Yes, tell me more. <laughs> I want I want to compare notes. That's very cool. So, so again, whenever I can, I like to tell people that there's there's more of that out there. And um, lots of good stuff happening. And if you have any questions mm-hmm. about that, absolutely let us know. Um, thank you, Lara, for, for, for coming on the show today, bringing some mental health awareness. To mental, mental health, health awareness, awareness month. month. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very helpful. And so if people want to find you, I know they can go to your podcast geek therapy is on geektherapy.com part of the geek mm-hmm. therapy network just like catch he says my podcast it's on his it's his podcast too i i also co-host um geek therapy um lara is at geek therapist on twitter i am at josue a cardona on twitter you can find more headshots at headshotspodcast.com and again that is on the Geek Therapy podcast network but you can find all six shows at geektherapy.com we will have a few more things related to Mental Health Awareness Month. And again, the last episode of Geek Therapy was all about the different mental health professions. So thank you again, Lara, and Headshots will be back in two weeks. <laughs>